Hey, Brock, how are you? Doing well, John. How are you? I am uh, pretty dandy. I was just looking at the videos that you've done since we last talked, and you've had a hot run of videos in the past, uh, I'd say, I think it's been like a month since we talked. Yeah, it's been a good month for YouTube, although I have to say, at least as of today, this recording, uh, I haven't had a video in about six days, so, <laughs> but I was out of town with family and stuff, so just kind of taking it easy. Yeah, how was your trip? You were over in the Northeast. I saw some uh, fall foliage photos. Yeah, it was fun, man. I, I, I was back in, uh, in the D.C. area. My dad turned 60, and so we had a giant surprise party for him. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And then got you know got to enjoy some of the mid-Atlantic fall weather. So then came back to Arizona where it's like going to be 80 degrees today. So not quite into it, uh, you know, in the Southwest. But it was nice to experience it a little bit. Yeah, nothing like uh, heading home for a while. Do you have you have brothers and you get to see all your family, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much where where all of my family is. Um, parents. Uh, my siblings, I have five siblings, um, and they're all in that area, and uh, and then a niece. So, yeah, so it was good, man. Do they get what you do? Like, did you have to explain to family members that aren't directly uh, related to you, like, what you do now? Yeah, I'd say, like, if I'm talking to, you know how it is, like, you go to a family reunion or something like that, you, you meet, like, all your old neighbors and friends and uncles and, you know, your parents' friends and people who are a little bit older and um, a lot of them don't really understand. They understand what uh, what it is to make YouTube videos or have a podcast or, or blog, but um, they don't understand how how the business side of it works and how you make money. So you just have to explain that. But I feel like that shifted a little bit even in the past like couple years. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know why, maybe it's becoming more mainstream to have jobs like this, but uh, people seem to understand it a little more, uh, you know, in the past couple years. Yeah, I think because you could tell somebody like, hey, you know those people that make money for posting on Instagram? It's like, I'm kind of one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kind of, kind of dumb it down a little bit. <laughs> like, do you know I mean, Casey Neistat? I'm what, just like Casey Neistat. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, you know what's really funny? My my dad has been traveling a lot, and he, he said, because he, know, he knows I have a boosted board, and he's like, you know, I was in the airport the other day, and this guy is just flying down the airport on one of those electric skateboards, and he's like, everybody's looking at him. And I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. Did he have sunglasses? He's like, yeah, I was wearing sunglasses. Like, did he, did he look uh, kind of crazy? Like, he had, like, crazy hair and stuff. I was like, you know, I think that might have been Casey Neistat. Wow. I know. He is. I mean, he it seems like he spends half of his life in an airport. Yeah, speaking of which, it seems like you're, you're spending uh, half of your life in an airport over the last month at least. Oh, so oh yeah. So I was looking back at my calendar, and for – 15 of our 25 episodes, I was in a different city for for 15 of those. And so um, that has been the case for the most part. Man, that's crazy. I was, you know, I was just talking to, uh, to my girlfriend about just, you know, traveling. And like when you don't travel a lot, it can be, it feels like a big event, you know, like packing and you know, checking in and getting to the airport and just the, the whole deal, you know, time changes. But when you do travel all the time, feel like it's something that's just gotten really easy for you or was it always easy or like are you just totally used to it now yeah i'm used to it i don't even think about it actually when i took my family so we have my wife and then our two children they're both under two i realized how efficient of a traveler i've become because it was like a total 
Um, it was like mud inside of the gas tank of this car. And I was like, all right, if, if I was on my own here, I'd be at the hotel, like just farting around on my computer by now, but instead we're waiting at luggage. So yeah, as, as you do it more, it, I mean, I think there are people, I think there, there, there are people who are predisposed to be good at traveling and there are people who are not the people who are not good or don't want to travel. Don't typically get the jobs that that do that. But like for me, I always wanted to travel a little bit. I got very lucky that I fell into this role where I do get to travel a lot, but I don't, you know, I don't stress out about it. I'm very good at packing for it. I'm, I mean, I know all the ins and outs of airports. And so, yeah, it's definitely something that's become a, a science to a degree. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I think packing is probably for me still the, the hardest part because most trips are kind of multifaceted. You know, it, it might be visiting family and meeting maybe another blogger and doing a photo shoot and uh, different scenarios in one trip. I know. I was just thinking about that because you and I were talking about meeting up at the Menfluential conference in February. And as I was, I was thinking about this morning, I was like, I'm going to have to take a full size bag. Like if we, if we were able to like set up photo shoots with other, cause everybody there is going to be a blogger photographer. And it's like, why wouldn't I take three or four suits and then all kinds of accessories like ties and different styles so that I can get it. I'm going to take a huge bag. Yeah. I definitely bring some extra stuff to, uh, to that conference just for that, you know, that reason. Uh, and I feel, I feel like for something like that, as much as traveling light is nice, it's, it's worth having some options, you know, just cause you're going to be with other content creators and it's a good chance to, to do some videos and photo shoots and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, we are going to set up, uh, for anybody going to Minfluential, we're going to try and set up a time uh, before the conference or something where we can have our own separate meetup for uh, fans of our channels, listeners of the podcast, whoever's down there that, that might be might be around us. Yeah, we'll definitely get uh, get details out through our various channels, but that should be a lot of fun. I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe the night before the conference starts or something like that. Yeah. Well, so this is our 25th episode. We talked about... We would do 25 episodes. This is our like limited run. We wanted to see how it went. And uh, so I think we'll talk about wrapping up the season and then what this looks like going forward so everybody knows what we've been talking about. Yeah, 25 minutes. It kind of flew by. Um, pretty cool to have, have 25 in the can, and especially considering we were only going to do 10. So that's... <laughs> That's a pretty nice milestone. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Ryan Mickler. He was like, why are you guys doing 10? We were like, uh... Yeah, he's like, hey, why don't you guys man up? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. He, he was basically like, I'm never stopping my podcast. Why would you guys stop? And so, yeah, I wanted to have like a like a capsule almost to say like, I'm going to do this many. And I know that at the end, it's like, if everything's cool, let's keep going. If not, hey, let's, let's walk away. But uh, what we talked about is a little bit of a shift in the podcast, but we want to do it for the next year at least. So we'll go through next December, but we're going to switch to once a month. And then that way we can do a little bit longer episodes. You know, we try and keep our chats to like 15 minutes so that we can then get to a guest. We're going to do like whole episodes, just us. And then we'll do some like bonus episodes with guests that we want to get on the podcast. And those will be whole separate episodes, which I think is my biggest learning from this is if somebody comes on the podcast, let's give them their own episode so that they can talk, they can uh, have their own easy way to listen to it versus having us talk about it first. And so the format going forward is going to be at least once a month episodes, probably twice a month, because we'll try and add in uh, some more company founders or some other people in the space that we want to talk to. Yeah, I think it's a good format because it's, it is, well, I mean, first of all, even if it's just me and you chatting, it's, 
it's nice to not have to truncate things and to go off on tangents and, uh, you know, see where the conversation goes. And we always end up talking for a while after we stop recording anyway. So it'd be cool to show people who are interested, at least, you know, the whole conversation. And then for guests, you know, some of my favorite shows, Tim Ferriss and stuff like that, where they, they really, they talk for a long time. And I feel like you can get into uh, some, some really substantial um, topics, you know, but, but you can't do it in 20 minutes. And, and, you know, a lot of the people, yeah, I mean, all the people really we've had on the show are so interesting. So it's, it'll be fun to give them a, a longer chance to talk. Yeah, like one of my favorite episodes was when we had the Four Laughs founder on, and he was able to talk about like his whole trajectory and the problems he went through with uh, manufacturing. And like, if we were trying to keep that down to 20 minutes, then we end up cutting people off. And so uh, it'd be nice to to let that breathe a little bit. And the feedback we got from our survey is that you guys want to hear us chat. You like being the fly on the wall for how Brock and I uh, just a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff. And so we'll give you a little bit more of that. We'll make it not as frequent because. Uh, <laughs> scheduling is, because, is is a little bit challenging as I'm all over the place, and uh, so it'll be easier to to maintain that. It's gonna be fun, yeah. Thank, and thanks for everybody uh, who took the survey. That was that was very, very helpful. I had no idea it was gonna come back, and it was it was kind of cool to see people's you know people's preferences on time and format and, and production quality and stuff like that. And it's been awesome too. Like I think since we started this, both of our channels have like tripled in subscribers, and so. It'll be cool to see where we're at in a whole other year because we, I think our first episode for this was up in April maybe, and so not even that long of a time. And you and I will even get to meet in person in February for the first time because we've never actually met. Yeah, that, that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, you might just sit down because otherwise my neck's gonna start hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mine too. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, what we're missing cool out on. There's a huge branding opportunity that we're missing on for being like the shortest in fashion blogging in in blogging and then the tallest there's there's something there yeah there's something there <laughs> maybe we, we, we can start a uh, a clothing line that just has no medium sizes you know <laughs> yeah instead long, of big and tall and it, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. you've had like daily videos for the last uh for the last few days but the, the ones that i remember that i watched from yours was the uh the five huge fashion companies and then the amazon echo look uh which actually it's funny because i signed up for that the, the echo look uh, to get on like the waiting list. And then uh, I got the email from them and then I saw that you were going to do a video. So I, I wanted to wait until your video came out and, uh, and you know, I, I wasn't sold on it. So I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence on that one, but, um, ha have you had any other thoughts, I guess, since you did the video what, four days ago? I am definitely not sold on it. $200 for this like stupid camera speaker thing. I, I get, Personally, I'm not crazy about the always-on speakers. I don't have any echoes in the house. I don't want them. Um, you know, there, there's a time and place for certain technologies, and to me, that, that's like a hard line that I draw. I did get the camera because I think it is within our space, and I think the main thing that they're trying to offer with the camera is that you get these like recommendations. So if you have a catalog of outfits and you say like, "Here's my outfit," what outfit would be better? But I think it's also like from if if you peel back the curtain a little bit, what they're trying to do is build up their machine learning algorithms to say like this is what people are wearing, these are the clothes that are out there, and I think what you're trying to do is provide data. They're trying to get more data on fashion and clothing, and this is a way for them to do it. And so yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on it. Yeah, I, I like the idea of especially as as like an Instagram blogger person, I like the idea of 
a ready-to-made camera that you can stick on your wall that will take a really, really good output of the day picture of you. But I don't want anything else. I don't want the, the always-on microphone or Amazon's data collection or, you know, Echo built-in. I don't really care about any of that. I just, it, I like the idea of a really cool selfie camera. But again, $200, I mean, for that much money, I can, you know, I can just use my phone. Speaking of Echo, mine just, <laughs> mine just lit up. I'm going to turn this off. <laughs> oh, and, and well, to their credit, there, you can see in the video there's a small like microphone mute button on there, so you can turn that off. Uh, but but yeah, I think and and it's fr- I'm I'm frustrated because the place that mine is, I can't really put it where I could just get a clean photo, like you can see into my rafters on my daily photos. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I just I try and make sure every morning I I got I grab the picture, so I have the catalog, but. Uh, yeah, it's a. I don't know why they're making it. I think it's it's very odd. Yeah, honestly, I, th- I think Amazon's product line uh, is kind of kind of mirrors their marketplace right now, where it's it's just not very thoughtful. You know, they're just coming out with new stuff all the time, and it's like how many versions now of you know their their speakers and their Bluetooth devices do they have? And it's like I'd rather just have like one or two. I don't know. I guess I appreciate Apple that way. Like I'd rather just have one or two really thoughtful products than like some new piece of tech every, every three months. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on it, but, um, the, the other video though, that, that you did that I thought was really interesting was the big fashion companies. And the, the one that really blew my mind was, um, Louis Vuitton. I, I didn't realize they owned all of that other stuff outside of fashion. Oh yeah. You could stay within the same company. You could go on a cruise, you could buy a high end watch, you could buy some of the finest leather goods in the world, and then you could buy some Dom Perignon and all be supporting the same company. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I don't think me, most people know that. <laughs> yeah, and and there's I mean there's other companies. I I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that Old Navy, Banana Republic, Gap, and Athleta are all the same company. And so I could do five more huge fashion companies you may not have known about. Mm-hmm. Or like um, yeah. Adidas and Reebok or Nike and Cole Hahn. Man, I'm giving away all my good uh, my <laughs> I'm giving away all my good potential topics. That's that's the benefit of listening to the podcast. You know, you get the insider sure. early bird look. That's right. <laughs> I saw you did a video on the uh, uh, Bonobos underwear too. And I haven't haven't watched that one yet, but um, what what was your verdict? Was is it better better than Mac Weldon? Not as good. Too expensive for what it is. I think yeah. if it was like twenty bucks great that would be a that would be a great pickup it fits really well i like the fabric i like the design but for 35 dollars, you can get much better technical fabrics and uh just much better stuff i mean even the pouch underwear i'd rather have a pair of the pouch underwear than i would the bonobos at the 35 dollars. but um the deal the, the deal they're running right now is you can get two of them for 50 so it's 25 each and it was worth experimenting because um I, I like the brand. It is, however, yeah, the first I'll purchase to, from them since I got my, or since they got acquired by Walmart. Speaking of giant companies. Speaking of giant connected companies, yeah. Yeah, I actually got another pair after I did my uh, five best underwear brand uh, video. Uh, Saks reached out, so I gave them honorable mention, and uh, and they reached out and sent a few other pairs. I didn't, they have like a million different styles and you know different fabrics and lengths and, and all this stuff. So. Um, a little confusing to figure out like which one you'd want to wear because they all have the pouch built in, but uh, but they did send a few other styles that I have to say I, I like more than the ones that I wore in, uh, which is like a very thin, like kind of like tensile cotton, uh, and 
one of their other lines. I think it's called the Vibe line. It's got a longer inseam. It's like seven or eight inches, and uh, it's very comfortable. So, I mean, still, I'm not sold completely on the pouch underwear versus regular underwear, but if you're going to go with the Saks, I'd say look at the Vibe line and, and go for a longer inseam. Oh, so you like the longer, like the the brief, longer brief versions or uh, boxer briefs? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, still, they're still compression, uh, so they're not like boxers, but they just go a little further down the leg. So almost actually long enough that I probably wouldn't wear them with shorts, but with pants, they're super comfortable. I can't believe that the video you did on the best dive watch for small wrists was two months ago. That feels like it was a much longer time ago. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm actually working on a new watch collection video because I feel like I finally have like uh, a well-rounded collection, like definitely not complete, but pretty much ready for any occasion a lot of value, you know, like not, nothing, uh, I guess, I guess nothing that I'm not proud of owning, you know, like nothing cheap or, uh, I, I think mostly pieces that even like, you know, watch guys would, uh, kind of give the seal of approval. So working on that and it's, it's going to be like five, it's a five watch collection and total it's less than $500. And there's no, there's two quarters, three automatics or two automatics, one mechanical and one Swiss. So, I think it's a pretty pretty solid collection. So I'm trying to uh, <laughs> show people that I've evolved a little bit as a watch a watch curious person uh, since my last watch video, which you know I, I showed a fifth watch and people got all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think that was one of your bigger videos, right? Is oh yeah, the only three watches you really need is one of your biggest videos. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I still I still think the premise of the video that those three types of watches, which is what I was trying to say. Uh, that still stands, you know, casual, sport, and dress. But um, but the specific watches has, have changed. Yeah, I think we've both grown in our watch curious uh, status over the last few months. It's been crazy. But uh, I know I was thinking about doing like um like I think you're I think I like what you do, which is like here are the watches you should get, and then I'm going to do one which is just like here's my current collection, state of the collection. I think TGV says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of cool because it's like a little benchmark. It's sort of like everyday carry. It's like here's, you know, in November 2017, here's my collection. And then, you know, maybe we'll do one in a few months and we'll see what's changed. I like that. I'm looking forward That's to coming that. coming soon. Yeah. You know what I made the connection on is TGV, Urban Gentry, he uses as his primary like Seiko watch maker, the guy Seth from the Unwound podcast. How crazy is that? Really? Yeah, because I noticed in a couple of videos, he says, like, hey, shout out to Watchmakers 4, and Watchmakers 4 is Seth's Twitter handle. Interesting. So so when he gets something fixed or, or restored or if he's buying secondhand, he he works with Seth? Yeah, because he just had – because uh, he had in this past few videos, TGV showed his um, modded Seiko – uh, I don't. Is it an X, SKX? It's 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 one of the more popular Seiko lines. But he had it modded and had like the dial changed and a few other things. And um, Seth is a guy that does that. So shout out to the Unwound Podcast, one of my other favorite podcasts, where uh, they get really geeky on watch histories and, and watch models, and it's really cool. It's it's one of my favorite podcasts now. Yeah, those guys are awesome. They're, they they remind me of TGB and that they're just like so passionate. It's contagious. You know, they just love it. Yeah, I think you'll really like Dan Benjamin's the the other host. I think you'll like his new watch that he uh, he got. He talks about it in his latest episode. I will check that out. You know, it's, you know, it's another great um, I guess channel for watches is YouTube. But um, Minute Watch, have, have you heard of that one? Oh, they have popped up. I think they've done stuff with Theo and Harris. Yeah, I don't think he's. I think he's anonymous. Like I don't think he's ever shown his face. Um, 
but he's like super in, into Seikos and he's got a bunch of money and he's really into modding. So like he'll take a, like a Seiko um, SNK or something and he'll like put a dome sapphire um, face on it and like, you know, change the strap and um, just do all these little tune-ups and stuff. So, but he's, he's very unique. Like his videos are very unique and they're, they're very entertaining. So definitely check them out. I can always use some more watch videos. So that's good. Are you doing any like holiday content? Like, do you do like holiday gift guys and Black Friday videos and stuff like that? I want to, but uh, in the past, I've definitely slacked on. Like, I don't really know what my what I can contribute in a certain format to that. Like, recommending some of my favorite products in the year. I don't really like to do bargain hunting. Like, I always. Okay, so I'll turn this into a question on you. How do you find those deals on your emails for companies? Do you have uh, a tool that does that, or do you have somebody you work with? Because I just don't have the patience or the time to hunt for deals, and so that's why I'm not really. That's why I'm personally don't really promote anything like that. Yeah, it's it does it does take a while, but and and you know you have to do it. I do it right before I send the email because I want to make sure that anything like I'm recommending is in stock and you know actually has sizes and stuff available. But I usually use um, one of my favorite all-time men's style websites, Dappered, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great site. Um, it's kind of like a Consumer Reports or something for for men's style and very uh, focused on affordable and you know finding deals. And so, so they do. They used to do uh, the Thursday handful, which was like a deals roundup post every Thursday. Now they do one earlier in the week too. I think they do it on Monday. Um, so I always check those, you know, I see what's still active and see what's applicable to my audience. And then I go over to Reddit Frugal Men's Fashion or Frugal Male Fashion, I think it's called. And I see what they're recommending, see what's still active and, uh, you know, what's a good fit. And uh, and I just kind of handpick a couple of items. So um, and then I also have uh, and I have a, a part time uh, um, like assistant to help with the, the Modest Man website. And he's always looking for deals for the deals page, which is monastman.com slash deals. And so I always check that out too, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. So it, yeah, it, it probably takes a half hour. Um, but I mean, there are some gems, you know, and I, I don't really like you. I mean, I, I don't mind buying stuff full price now, you know, necessarily always need to buy something on sale. Like I'd rather just get something. I'd rather pay full price for convenience, you know, um, and, and to get something that's, uh, you know, not on final sale and returnable and all that, but it is pretty cool if you can score like a pair of Allen Edmonds shoes, like during their annual annual sale or something like that. Um, and I know a lot of younger guys, they kind of have to buy stuff on sale. So that's sort of who I'm going for. Yeah, I know. I get a lot of questions on budget style and lower, lower price items, but I have to walk the line between what I'm into and what I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't really please everybody. And, you know, everybody's got a different – I mean, some people you know, recommend a $79 shirt. Some people are like, that's insane. I would never pay that much. And some people are like, you know, that's that's super cheap. Like, I want better stuff. <laughs> so it's just like – I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to please everybody. Yeah, but I think we've got – I think we've got our audiences pretty well down. As I've learned from my uh, my giveaway video, there's a lot of people that, that like what I do and have great recommendations for new stuff. I almost have a thousand comments on that video. That's that was like I had no I had no idea that it would be that that popular. That's awesome. I like you said we end up talking for like 
40 minutes after we uh, hang out the podcast, but it'll be great to continue this format, talk every month. So this will be our November, we'll talk in December and uh, track how things change through the next few months. We'll still do like a topic each episode. So like we talked about fall, fall style, we talked about EDC. And so it'd be cool to, to get a little bit deeper into some of those ones. And so I'm looking forward to uh, the future of the Button Up podcast. And I hope everybody has uh, been patient with this final episode and, and is excited for the next the next iteration. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, if anybody has suggestions for us, guests or topics or just anything else, definitely let us know. Get in touch with uh, either John or I on Twitter or email or, you know, just keep us, keep us uh, updated. Yeah, or random YouTube comments. I always send... I send Brock screenshots if you guys let me know in my comments, too. That's true. If you leave a comment about me, John will send me a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well, we'll wrap it up, and we'll talk to you guys next uh, in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we'll see you next week.